don't get comfortable. It just kills your potential. Like you have to be willing to put yourself out there. And if you believe in something, like if it's drawing, tattooing, or traveling, just blogging, anything, like keep with it. You can't stop. Like the universe isn't gonna reward you for being lazy. You gotta keep going. This is the Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle. We take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. I'm here with Jesse Jean Hadley today. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. It's good to have you on the show. I think um, you are one of the biggest success stories in Ketchikan in the seasonal life. And so you, where are you from again? I am from Virginia. Okay. And how did you make your way up to Ketchikan? In a 2005 Jeep Wrangler. That's how I made it here. <laughs> nice. Um, it really was random, spur of the moment, uh, about two weeks notice, and um, kind of fell into my lap and everything worked out perfectly. I ended up here. How did you find out about it? Uh, my old coworker, Christian, who's also a seasonal. Christian um, De Rocher. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we were working at the restaurant and he uh, was pretty flighty. I had, had this way about him, and I was like, where are you going? What's going on? And he told me about seasonal work, and then I applied to the company, and two hours later, I got the gig. And then they asked me to come up uh, the next two weeks, so I packed up everything, and it just worked out. And you worked for Alaskan Travel Adventures? I did. Which job did you have with them? I was the Orchid Beach um, hiking guide. So the one where you go, you take the boat out to Benton Island mm-hmm. and then walk around and tell them all about the flora and fauna. Yep. The flora, the fauna, um, why it's not called Orca Beach, even though I got to see orcas there, but it was a lot of fun. I love Benton Island. Why isn't it called Orca Beach? Because they're not guaranteed that you'll see them. Oh. They only show up when the tourists aren't there. <laughs> right. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of the wildlife here. So you came up, you got the job for ATA, you came up, you were doing the job. What did you think about Ketchikan, Alaska itself, the town, the community, all that? Well, I was blown away um, with how friendly everyone was. We're not like that on the East Coast at all. Like, if you're making eye contact, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, so it, it was, I was very standoffish, I still am, but it was really cool to see how uh, people are genuinely nice here, and the art community definitely took me, like, uh, it was phenomenal. It's still phenomenal, and it was nice that I could let my guard down and actually make friends and get to know everyone here, because you have to be nice, because you're going to see them at Safeway. So Everywhere. So, mm-hmm. So it was, it was cool. Um, it really put me in my place, I guess, kind of, if that makes sense. And then from ATA, because I... When I heard first heard about you and saw you, it was like that's ATA Jesse. This is right before Jesse Goodman got here. And then 
all of a sudden you weren't working for ATA so much, you were working somewhere else. What happened there? Um, so I heard about, actually I came across this Facebook ad for Alaska Inc. saying they wanted an apprentice. And at first I was kind of weary because I've never seen, like heard about any kind of internet ad for an apprentice. That's kind of like, well, what's going on? The tattoo place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I went into the shop and inquired, brought my portfolio with me. And I thought it was really professional how she had like a, an application process. So already I was really cool with it. And then she called me back a couple months, like a month later, told me I got the, the gig. So everything has changed. Like tattooing was always in the back of my mind. Whenever I move somewhere, I'm bringing my tattoo stuff with me or my portfolio just in case that it might work out. So that was really cool. And I couldn't not do it. Like, yeah, seasonal work was great. It was so much fun. But this was, like, my dream job coming back to me after six years of it not working out the first time. And I couldn't pass it up. Like, it was, I think, a sign from the universe that, hey, your second shot is here and you better take it. So So what happened the first time? Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Basically, I was 22 and it was the wrong shop, the wrong time in my life. I could tell you some hellacious stories, but that's just kind of tacky. It was just kind of like a nightmarish tattoo shop to work in, a cliche biker shop that uh, I learned a lot from. I learned what not to do in a tattoo shop. And basically, I was an apprentice for about a year and a half for free labor. So it just never panned out, and the shop went under. And I was really disheartened, and it was kind of bittersweet. And I was disenchanted with the whole tattoo scene, didn't want to think about it for about six years. But every day I woke up being like, I want to be in a shop. What am I doing? I'm bartending. I'm working at restaurants. I'm making my way, but I'm not having fun. Like, I would do art on the side, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. You weren't doing what it seems like you were meant to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stuff that I've seen is phenomenal. (laughs) And we... Somehow got you to do our T-shirt design, mm-hmm. our one of our logos, and that's wonderful as well. So that shop didn't work out. Six years serving, bartending, mm-hmm. and then. <clears throat> so, how exactly did uh, Christian pitch the idea of leaving for Alaska to you? He told me about Juno. That's where he was before this, and he told me about bears. <laughs> um, and I was kind of in a rut. I was just doing the same thing back on the like back home, kind of bored out of my mind. And he was like, "Alaska, it's so much fun." Like, he didn't he didn't know anything about Ketchikan either, but he was like, "You get to go have fun. It's like adult summer camp." That's what really did it. Adult summer camp. You make friends. You get to be outside, and it just sounded so appealing. Cause I was also a whitewater raft guide, so guiding was natural. I was fine. Um, fine. But uh, just the adventure part, that's what he really sold. Was there a moment where he had been pitching it to you and you had kind of been coming around and then you just said, yep, I'm doing it? Yeah, I think I gave it like maybe a day's thought. I'm pretty spo- I was pretty spontaneous and just would go with anything. And uh, I, I honestly didn't think I'd get the job. I didn't really know much about seasonal work ever. Um, but after I filled out the application and got a phone call, that's when it really kind of sunk in. 
and I just went with it. You know, you get so excited. It's so um, just something new. I had no idea what I was in for. I'd never worked with cruise ships or tourism or anything like that. And then you came up and then found the tattoo thing mm-hmm. and got into that. And so they they put you on, how does that whole thing work with the contract and working for them as an apprentice? So that's actually um, pretty rare. Uh, apprentices don't normally have a contract. Basically, you work for free for an allotted time, and then in return, the shop trains you how to tattoo. But because there is only two shops here, um, they had a pretty rough history with the apprentices, like coming and leaving, just getting off the island. So in order to protect themselves, they made a contract um, that, you know, hey, I'd work for them after I got trained to pay them back, kind of, for all the money they invested in my machines and the training, going to Juno, getting licensed, all that stuff. And then after you do your training, which is, it's pretty cool because Alaska Inc. paid me 20 bucks a day, so that's pretty unheard of. So that was really nice because uh, apprentices are normally free work. You basically are the shop bitch for, like, can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you can say fuck you or shit or whatever basically you want to say. Basically, you just um, do all the grunt work and sell your soul for a little bit. And just, uh, you have no life for in a lot of time. I really got lucky because of my year and a half at the other shop. I basically had um, a lot of my training already done. I already knew how to sterilize everything. I knew the ins and outs, kind of. I just had to learn... Alaska regulations and how their shop worked. So it was really fast for me. So about six months of that, and then I got to get licensed, a student licensing. And then I have so many nice people here that were willing to be my guinea pigs, basically. And I have a lot of seasonals to thank for that. Some of my first tattoos were all my seasonal friends. So it all came around full circle because... I'm still slowly getting in with the locals, kind of. They're trusting me more. But it was the seasonal guys, like all my f- the people that were willing to take a chance with me that helped me get my license. So It just jumped at the chance yeah, for a new so tattoo. It was great because <laughs> trying to get people tat- like for you to tattoo them is harder than you think. <laughs> and I get it. It's true. Like I have some stupid tattoos that are silly. But um, it's the only way you can learn. So when you have people that are open-minded and understand and are cool like that, it just it's, makes the biggest difference. And because there are only two shops on town, um, I would say like the rate that I had to learn was insane. I didn't get to just take my time, really. It was um, like being thrown to the wolves, which is great. I love it. That's how I learned the best, really. Art school trained me for that. So... Where where did you go to art school? Uh, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond. Oh, VCU, mm-hmm. the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good basketball team. Oh yeah. Were you there when they made their run with? Uh, I think was Shaka Smart your coach back then? Yes. Yes. Because I went back a second time, and uh, it was insane when they won. I can't remember which championship. It, it was just the town, just riots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see burning couches? I think there may have been one in the streets. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you need in the basketball season is to see one burning couch. I know there's trash cans on fire, for sure. So you got in the contract, and how long was it originally for? It was five years, and I didn't even hesitate. 
she was like, could you sign five years in Ketchikan away, like your life away? And last year it was raining every day and it was a little daunting, but I didn't care. I wanted to tattoo and yeah. I'd, I'd sell my firstborn if I had kids to tattoo at that point. <laughs> uh, um, and then I just, I was able to work it off real quick. Because you had such an influx of customers mm-hmm. because there were only two shops. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, in some ways, I'm grateful because five years is very daunting. And I'm at the prime in my life right now. going to be 31 soon. So, you know. Yeah, let me tell you from firsthand <laughs> experience. When you turn 31, it's all downhill. <laughs> Basically. Um. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, they... Uh, you finished the contract early, and that was just a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I am technically, it was supposed to be, what's, what's five from 2017? So we're looking at like... So 22? Mm-hmm. And then it went down to 2020, and then um, I found out a couple weeks ago I'm done January 1st. So definitely a curveball. Um, you know when you kind of just bide your time because you're like, hey, I'm here for such and such you don't have to worry about anything and now i'm back to that all of a sudden oh wait i gotta worry about (laughs) stuff yeah so now i'm back to that nomadic where am i gonna go am i gonna stay i definitely want to get off this rock um so it's exciting again i missed the travel bug i just don't know what i'm gonna do and i'm waiting for the universe to send me another sign yeah if you if that was today where do you think you'd be going that is a, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so without a location, let me ask you what, what's, what's the plan? What are the variables you're looking for? What's, what's kind of the long-term goal that you're striving towards? Or is that another million dollar question? Um, that one I can answer a little bit better. And it goes back to tattooing. Part of the reason, the big reason I got into it is the history behind it. It's really cool. Um, it's not just about the rock and roll, you know, style that we have associated with it. Um, I just believe it's some of the rawest, like, oldest ex- uh, forms of human expression. So look at the Philippines, the New Zealanders. Um, you got uh, Borneo and um, all those different countries. It just goes way back. And I would just love to dive more into the history of tattooing. And if I could witness some of these ancient um, ways of tattooing, like that would just make my life. <laughs> It'd be really cool. So the dream is to like guest spot around different countries and try to learn as much as I can and just be immersed in the tattoo culture. That would be ideal. So those are like my starting points if I can just um, do more guest spotting and get out there and just meet other tattoo artists and just meet people in different countries and see how they do it. Because Europeans and New Zealanders are killing the tattoo game. I don't know what they're doing, what like what machines they're using or inks, but like we can't even hold a torch to them. Like They're so good. <laughs> what are some of the things that you're seeing that uh, makes you say that about them? Is it kind of the design? Is it... The- colors it's definitely um i would say their color work the ink is just so uh it's just packed in so well and i don't know how they do their blends it's just it's bold you can see it across the room and it's just it's phenomenal the work that they're putting out it's just like 
kind of makes me sick to my stomach because I'm just like, damn, they're really good. Like, what am I doing? I don't even want to draw anymore. That kind of thing. <laughs> so if I could just learn, like, shop secrets, that'd be cool. Just, like, how they're getting the ink like that. It's just, there's secrets, you know, that every tattoo artist has and they'll never pass on. But sometimes, like, you can see it and pick up things here and there. What are some of the coolest tattoos you've ever seen? Ever seen? Yeah. Like, is there one or two that stands out when you think back of all to all the ones you've seen? I don't know if it was the coolest, but it definitely made me want to be a tattoo artist. And I was, like, uh, 10, and my uncle had a Grateful Dead tattoo, like, the dancing skeleton on his arm. And I just remember, I didn't know who the dead were at that time, but I just remember being so fascinated by this, like, kind of, worn out Grateful Dead tattoo and it just blew my mind. <laughs> but as far as like other cool tattoos, I, I haven't seen them in person. I've just seen them online, but there's a lot of fun ones out there. I don't have any tattoos <laughs> and um, me. Yet. You don't have any yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my brothers had, were talking about getting a like family tattoo one time and we, I was like, all right, yeah, let's talk about it. And we came up with um, my brother Sam would get the Scarecrow. Oscar would get the Cowardly Lion. Mm -hmm. I would get the Ten Man. And then our mom would get uh, Dorothy. And she, we told her this idea. And I, at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm in. All right. And we told her, and she's like, no, I don't want to be Dorothy. I'm not doing it. And so we're like, oh, well, you can, you know, you can be get whoever you want. And <clears throat> so we ended up not doing it. And years later, I brought it back up because we were talking about tattoos. And she's like, well, you know, if you guys let me get the Wicked Witch of the West, like, I would have been down with it. And I was like, we told you you could get anything. And so she told me this story about how, I guess, my dad, when they were first together, when they were young, his friends would do the -na 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 when my mom was coming up. Mm -hmm. And I, my friends used to do that in high school when my mom was <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. they would see her coming. And it was just so funny that, you know, those those two stories, I mean, my mom's hilarious and wonderful but you know she loves to yell sometimes mm -hmm. and so it's funny that I those two stories that kind of connect me to my parents came up through like talking about these tattoos and to me I think tattoos are like you said it's a it's such a great way to tell stories or you know have this um innate connection with some sort of, uh, feeling or emotion or time or person. And I definitely don't, I've heard people say, Oh, why would I put a bumper sticker on a Porsche mm -hmm. or whatever? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. I just, for so I, I haven't, I haven't had one that I think, um, I feel like perfect about and but one the one that I've really thought about is like taking the flags of the countries I've been to in order mm -hmm. and having them like twist up my leg or something like that mm -hmm. I think that might be cool that would be cool I haven't seen anything like that that'd be fun what do you think um for somebody that has never gotten a tattoo before is and this it, now it's kind of reminded me about the, the question I ask a lot of guests. It's like, oh, for first time seasonal, what what advice would you give? But for somebody that doesn't have any tattoos, that is, 
you know, thinking about getting one or maybe, you know, might someday, what, what are some, what's some advice from you to them? First of all, like, you can't take your skin with you, so you might as well have fun with it. Um, but if you have a design that you kind of like, I would like uh, find reference photos, kind of mock something up. If you have someone willing to draw it for you, totally cool. And then um, tape it up to your bathroom mirror. And so every day you wake up, you look at it. And if you still like it after a year, be like, hey, all right, I think I'm ready. Like, it's definitely not something to rush into because it is permanent. As most of us know, you still have to tell people that. Um, I mean, you could do laser removal, but that sucks. It's not fun. I hear it's super painful. And you can smell your flesh burning. So. <laughs> I had a very good friend who's covered in tattoos. He was a tattoo artist, and he got it done, and he said it was excruciating. So just better to cover it up, if anything. Um, anyway, um, so if you want a tattoo, at least look at the design every day. Um, there's these cool new things on the internet that you can, like, get temporary tattoos and try it out and, like, look at it in the mirror, see if you like it. And um, if for your instance, like, you could, if you really wanted to, like, take a permanent marker and just kind of, or have someone sketch it on your leg and just walk around, try it out, see if you like it. Um, it's definitely just something that takes time. Um, but sometimes, you know, something happens and then that's a sign. It's like, hey, I need this. It's time. And then that's cool. And maybe it doesn't happen, but then, you know, it's everyone's choice. And I'm just a firm believer in get it if you want it, but don't like rush it. It's not worth it. So I shouldn't go down there today and get octopus tentacles coming out of my butthole and going up my back and down my legs. Good luck trying to find someone to <laughs> tattoo that on the butthole. But yeah, back piece. Totally. Let's do it. I mean, if you want. That's when alcohol probably play a heavy factor in that. <laughs> right. That's, do you, when you're talking to like the, the fishermen or the divers mm -hmm. at the bar, do they come up with just ridiculous tattoo ideas? Mm -hmm. They do. They're very creative. And they're like, let's do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, and a lot of that sometimes is just them like puffing up, doing like, you know, showing off and stuff like that. But some of them are very serious, and some of my best clients are, like, the fishermen who, like, uh, Zach, um, he let me do, like, 13 tattoos on him when I was an apprentice, and he really helped me get my hours. Cause that was another thing. In Alaska, you have to have at least, like, 350 hours before you can even do, like, a student license, so he really helped me get that. And uh, we did some fun ones, like, uh, I tattooed a banana on him, um... There's some random, um, a sailor fish with like pinup legs. So like a sexy salmon, uh, pinup sailor. So that was fun. And that was the first one I did on him. And I was just like, oh, we're going to be friends. This is going to be cool. Zach is awesome. Mm -hmm. And he, he has the, uh, skull with the corn cob pipe, right? Mm -hmm. that's, the lumberjack skull. That yeah. Is him. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one I've seen so <laughs> far. And then he, did you do, he has like narwhals on his stomach, right? Yes. I really like those. I didn't do those. I think he got those in Thailand. Not 100% sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you were in Virginia and you jumped in the seasonal world, fell in back into the tattoo world, killing it now. What is some advice you would have to 
new seasonals or prospective seasonals? I would say um, don't get comfortable. That's really, uh, I think, could lead to someone's, it just kills your potential. Like you have to be willing to put yourself out there. And it's, I know it seems weird, but I honestly think things come around like full circle. Things will work out. You just got to go with it. And if it feels right, just do it. And if you believe in something, like if it's drawing, tattooing, or traveling, just blogging, anything, like keep with it. You can't stop. Like the universe isn't going to reward you for being lazy. You got to keep going, keep trying. And yeah, it's frustrating, super frustrating. Like, you know, I felt like a failure for six years because I was that close to my dream and didn't work out. But it didn't work out then, but then it came back around because I still wanted it. I thought about it every day. So I would say... um, yeah, like, you know, it's fun. Summer camp, seasonal work is great. It's super fun, but it can be so much more. Like, you can make connections here. You can make friends. You can just meet the right people, like-minded people, and it'll, it'll work out. But don't let yourself get too comfortable, and don't give up. Like, And, yeah, partying is super fun, and it's it's a great tool, but that's not all there is. So I would just say, like, try to do, like, many things at once. Try to take advantage of everything and the people you meet. That helps. I think comfort kills potential is one of the best quotes I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I absolutely agree with you. I've never heard it put that that way or any way, mm-hmm. really. That's great. Um, is there a question that I haven't asked you that I should? Ryan asked me this in my interview, and mm-hmm. it it like I liked it a lot, so... I'm kind of glad you didn't ask it, but uh, what should I get tattooed? I get that a lot. And I, my answer is always like, I have no idea. Right. Like, <laughs> it's your body. You do what you want. You want me to pick a tattoo? You're going to get something you're not going <laughs> to like. Sure, let's do like, you know. Um, it's funny you said tentacles because I actually have a squid cupcake tattoo on me. So that was pretty amusing that you said tentacles, but... I'm glad you did not ask me that. <laughs> I just, I love cephalopods. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I think that after humans are done, the next species that'll control the world is cephalopods. So I'd be okay with that. I want to be ready mm-hmm. when our tentacled overlords come. I'm, you know, Hey guys, you're cool yeah. with me. <laughs> You'd be a worshiper. See, they'll, they'll take you in. <laughs> That's right. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. It's great to see you around, and I look forward to seeing the awesome stuff that you do. Cool. Thanks. That's it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Deininger, me, Joey Ravinsky. The theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out.